0: We're starting, we're we were doing the downfall of Sanchedev. Sanchedev again, for those who remember from last week, was a king of Ashur who create uh, who captured the entire Middle East except for Yerushalayim. He also exiled the ten tribes, the ten lost tribes, the ten, the northern kingdom, and he had captured all of Yehuda except for Yerushalayim and he had a downfall outside Yerushalayim on Edif Pesach. Now, we're going to start last week, we did all the Pesukim in Tanach, or most of the Pesukim in Tanach. And this week, we're going to start with Gemara Sanhedrin Daf Chavavav. Now, we did this briefly last week, but I want to go through some Farsham that we didn't cover. Now, as we discussed, that Chizkiyahu had an opponent, Shevna, Shevna Khiskyo she, was going to obey the Novi Yeshayahu, not to make peace with Sancherev. Sanchedev had offered peace and he would take them to some other country. He was, he was, it says generally, Ba mm-hmm. he mixed up the world. He would shift populations from one country to the other. Because when people are refugees, they're not likely to rebel. But otherwise, he would try to give people a good life. So um, there had been a prophecy of Yishayahu Hanovi. Sancherev had captured all of Yehuda and only was missing the city of Yerushalayim. And there had been a question of if you should fight Sanchev, you should make peace. And Yishayahu Hanovi said that you will succeed in the war against Sanchev. And he said Sanchev will hear some news, and he will hear there's a rebellion in his land and he will go back to his land and he will fall by sword in his land. Sanchev did hear about a rebellion, did go back to his land, put down the rebellion and then came right back towards So, Therefore, Shevna was claiming that this time, Yeshayoh had it wrong, and Shevna was claiming that the right thing was to make peace. As we are going to see, Shevna was a great Talmud Chacham, a great teacher, a Godel, a senior position, in the base Hamikdash. And Chizkiyahu is very afraid that maybe Hashem is going to side with uh, Shevna because he's in the majority. So we tell him that he's kesher to Don't call a majority whatever people call a majority because it's a kesher to It's a majority of wicked people. And kasher to show him a a majority of wicked people doesn't count. My Kesher to show him, what is this concept of a kasher to show him a majority of wicked people? Shevna would teach with 13 times 10,000 130,000 students. Chizkiyahu had 110,000 students. And Rashi brings that Shevna was in charge of the palace of Chizkiyahu. He goes on, the Gemara says that when Sanchedev came and made a siege on Yerushalayim, Shevna wrote a piece of paper, which he shot with an arrow, and the piece of paper, parchment, or whatever it was, said, Shevna v'siyatai hishlima. Shevna and his students want to make peace. Shevna says he's got 130,000 Jews on site, and they're all coming to make, leaving Yerushalayim to make peace with Sanchedev. Chizkiyoh v'siyatai loy hishlimu." and his students do not want to make peace. And this is all hinted in a Pasuken Tehillim. The Pasuken Tehillim says, The wicked have a bow, yes, they put an arrow on a bow, because Shevna shot an arrow, shot an arrow, a bow and arrow to give his message to the camp of Asherah that he and his 130,000 students want to make peace. Rashi says, Yidruch unkeshes koinu nochitzam. Al Hishem, why do we call it an arrow? So literally it was an arrow, but Al Hishem shal yidei hacheitz, hu mevakesh lehomis heshadoinah. He is trying to kill his master, ben Lashem Hara. He is, why are we calling it an arrow? I mean, the truth is it's an arrow to shoot the message. But it's also that he's trying to kill Chizkiyahu, through Lashon Hara by speaking against Chizkiyoh, he's trying to turn the Jewish people against Chizkiyoh and take over the leadership of the Jewish people. So the Gemara goes on to say, have a com- mis- mis- defeat Chizkiyoh. Chizkiyoh was afraid. Omar, he said, Dilma, Natya, de basaruba. Maybe, God forbid, Hashem will go by the majority. It says, in the Torah, we go by majority and maybe since the majority will be handed over, they will also be handed over. The Novi comes and says, Don't call a majority, but people call it a majority. Most people will say that if Shevna has 130,000 people, and has 110,000 people, Shevna has the majority. So Yishayu, love, he says no he doesn't yeah. that's not a majority kesher it means to say kesher to show who this is a majority of wicked people the kesher to show him min the majority of wicked people does not count in the numbers so it's not a majority Rashi says kesher, don't think that the numbers of Shevna are the majority. They're not because Chiskiyo's people are obeying the Navi and obeying Hashem, and Shevna's people are going against the Navi and going against Hashem. As I mentioned last week, that the Rebbe actually quoted this Gemara concerning the situation in Eretz Yisrael about those who want to give away land to make peace, and then they claim to be Shomer Torah mitzvahs and the person, and they're going against the Halacha about giving away land, and therefore even if they keep mitzvahs thoroughly. Those who want to give away land contrary to Allah to, um, are in the category of Kesher to show just as Shevna who wanted to give up Yerushalayim contrary to the advice of Yerushalayim. The Gemara goes on to say, oh, Shevna figured, okay, he is going to now because he's making peace and Chizkiyot is going to fight. He is going to become the new leader of Jewry. He will become the new Jewish king. He went to dig himself a grave amongst the graves of the mm-hmm. kings of David. The Novi Novi meets Shevna at the cemetery. And he says to him, What do you have here? Who do you have here that you You're digging yourself a grave. What do you expect to be buried amongst the kings of David? You're expecting to be the Jewish king. Hashem is going to transport you like a man is transported, which we're soon going to see. Rav says that Tiltula de Gavra koshem For a man going into exile is much harder than for a woman, which we're going to have a lengthy discussion in the Mefarshim in the commentaries on what this means. Rashi says Bekevre beis David Shavna wanted to dig himself a grave amongst the kings of David misgoi, he was arrogant. He wanted to rebel against the kingdom of Kiskiyo, and then he would be the new king. And therefore, when he gets buried, he will be he will be amongst all the kings. Then the pasuk says, predicts, which means that he got saras, he got leprosy, because here it says. But another passage says which refers to leprosy. So for going against was given leprosy. There is a passage in which now the Gemara is going to go on explaining. But first, let's go to the passage itself. It says Hashem will cause you to fly away. we're soon going to see that means uh, Rashi is going to bring two meanings for the word kadur. One is like a wall that surrounds, that you'll be totally surrounded, or like a ball that gets thrown around. And just like a ball gets thrown from one person to the other, you'll also be kicked around, as we'll soon see why. So, El Eretz rachlas <laughs> to a wide land, Shama Thomas, there you will die, and Shama Markovais Kvidecha, this glory. You, Shevna, you were hoping to have this amazing glory. Of being the new king of Israel, and you wanted to claim base, you wanted to embarrass the house of your master, you wanted to embarrass the house of David and take over the kingdom of the Jewish people, so you will get the embarrassment instead, as we will soon see how how and why Shevna got embarrassed. Rashi says, This is the Rashi in Tanakh, that it's, and it's, nefes, and it's is a hat, but it's a kind of hat which you wrap around and around the head. It's a mitznefes, hamakefes, ha-roish. Similarly, yakifucha roish. Similarly, the enemies will surround you on all sides. as We will soon see why and when and how the enemies surrounded Shevna and what they did to him. Kadur, Rashi says, either kushur mukaf, like a wall that goes around. And then Rashi quotes from Rabbi Seinu, from the sages, that it's like a ball. Kadur is a ball. In Hebrew today, you use Kadur, a ball. You throw it and you catch it. People play ball. A throws the ball to B, B catches it, throws it back to A. And similarly, Shevna will be kicked around. We'll soon see. Uh, Continuing the Gemara in Sanhedrin, on this passage, Rashi says, the armies will surround you. Kishura like a straight line all around you. You will go to a very big, wide land. You'll be kicked around over there. And the end of the passage is, Shama, you're going to die far away from Yerushalayim. And there you'll have the glory for having rebelled against, for having tried to embarrass the house of your master. Therefore, you'll be kicked around very far from Yerushalayim. Tana, we learned in Ebraise. He was trying to embarrass the house of his master, to embarrass Kiski for having obeyed Yishayo Anovi, as opposed to he was sure that he had the right answers. And therefore, Shevna had been a very respected person and his honor was changed to embarrassment. As he was going out, also, Gabriel, the Malach Gabriel came. He locked the door of Yerushalayim behind his followers. Shevna was going with 130,000 followers. Uh, he got out of Yerushalayim, and the door slammed shut by the Malach Gabriel. And um, the followers were not able to leave the city of Yerushalayim. Omrun um, Lay. The camp of Asher of Assyria says to Shevna, Mashriyasa where are all your followers? You said you're coming with 130,000 followers. So he says, they backed out. So they said, if so, you're laughing at us, you're mocking us. And they they drilled a hole through his heels and they tied him to the heels of the horses, to the tails or the horses, and they were schlepping him around on the thorns. Now we had this Marsha, which we did last week, Shevna. The Marsha brings that Shevna would teach 13,000. So Marsha brings that Shevna had cursed ha- Hashem. Sorry, correction. Sanchev had cursed Hashem. As it says, malochecha Sanchev sent messengers to speak against Hashem. And therefore when Shevna and his men want to make peace with a human being, who is cursing and speaking against Hashem? Wow. It is as if they are signed. San who is speaking against Hashem, is worshiping idols, Avedezara. And Shevna, who is from Jew, but he wants to support an Avedezara, he wants to support somebody who's against Hashem. It's as if Shevna is planning to serve idols. Shevna never served idols, but nevertheless, he is supporting a person who's anti God. As we say, in idolatry, bad thoughts are considered action. And therefore, even though he and his followers are the majority of the Jewish people, we don't go by the majority. However, Shevna made a mistake. He wrote to some that his group is the majority. And that's why it says yes. So till now we translated the word yeser, that they put an arrow on a bow. They shot the message with an arrow. The Marsha says the word yeser is from the word yeser, that we have the majority. And that's why Chizkiyo is afraid, because he did have the majority by numbers. So the Navi comes and says, don't call this a majority, because this kesher that they had with Sanchev, the Hashem is not in their numbers. And Einu min means Hashem does not, does not identify with them. Hashem refuses to be part of their numbers. Why? San Kedev had sent messengers to curse Hashem. <inaudible> Hashem is in your number. See, so even though you only have 110,000, Hashem is on your team. And therefore, <inaudible> don't worry about their numbers. The fact that numbers there, the majority is irrelevant because it doesn't go by majority. It goes, somebody who does, goes against Hashem is not in any majorities. Because And that's what the navi tells him, that sometimes person makes a partnership and he and the partner is in the same um, level. And also he says, you look at yourself, you, Shevna, you think that you and Chiski are on the same level. And that's why you deserve to be buried in the graves of the kings. He says, you're coming to dig yourself a grave here because you think you have similar qualities to Chiski. Oh, what are you doing here? You don't have these qualities at all. You have nothing to do with kingdom. This is only where kings are buried. And as far as Yichas, who do you have that's buried here? Shebna did have Yichas. He was a koyin. But who do you have that's buried there that you want to be buried next to him? You're not from the royal family. The Pesach from the Chido said quotes this marsha. And this we did not touch on last week. Kesher Deshoi Menem in Arminian, he quotes the marsha that this goes on Hashem, that Hashem does not identify with the majority of wicked people. So generally, anytime there's an issue, I know there's an argument that the, the majority of Jews in America may identify with reform and conservative temples. It's irrelevant. A majority that's against Hashem is not a majority. <clears throat> it's not the majority. And we don't worry about these majorities. Any majority that does include Hashem, is not a majority, Kivan Baruch And the Chamerin will say that if Hashem will not destroy the thoughts of this evil person, referring to Shevna, who wants to sign with Sanchev against Chizkiyo, then what does the tzaddik achieve? And the tzaddik refers to Hashem. And now Marsha continues, rather, Pesach which is the chidah continues and connects it to a chapter in Tehran. It says, Hashem, I trust you. People say to my soul that your mountain was pushed away by a bird. What, Which mountain was pushed away by a bird? So he goes on. We'll soon see what the mountain is and what the bird is. The rishoyim, the wicked people set up a cache as a bow. They put their cheitz, their arrow on yeser which we said, yes, there is a bow, and yes, there is also that they claim they have a majority, secretly, they're going secretly against the people with straight hearts. And if these thoughts were not be destroyed, then what does the tzaddik achieve? He goes on, it's known the words of the complainers that they would say about David this HaMelech. Is, this is words in Tehillim and David HaMelech. David HaMelech also had times that the majority was against him. The chaz- because many people claim that David sinned, specifically the sin with Bathsheba. Our sages of blessed memory say, David chata eina Whoever says David sinned with Bathsheba is making a mistake. How do we know it's a mistake? It says V'ashem Hashem remains with him. If Hashem was against the relationship of David and Bathsheba, he wouldn't have been with him. After David had this relationship with Bathsheba, Bathsheba wanted that they should not have any more connection because he said their first baby died. She said it's a sign that Hashem doesn't want. They consulted with and Novi, and and Novi said that Hashem Dafu wants David to marry Bathsheba, and their son Shloimai will be the king and the builder of the Beis HaMikdash. As it says, Vahashem Imai, Hashem is with him. Efshar Shechina if the Shchina is with him. the Bo Al Yodhi, could it be a sin came through him? But the majorities were frequently said, David, if you would take a vote, if you ask Hashem, Hashem says, David did not sin. You ask the human beings who are there at the time, even from people, the majority will say David did sin. The idol worshippers say, guys, you should all go and join pagan religions or at least some Christianity, Islam, I don't know what religion you should go to, because they are the Rabbim. The majority of inhabitants of this world do not identify with Judaism. So if you go by majority, the Christians are more than the Jews, the Muslims are more than the Jews, and are the pagans are more than the Jews. harabim, the idol worshippers claim that the pagans, the Christians, the Muslims, they are the majority. rabim you should go by the majority. However, what's wrong with their arguments? The nist, and even amongst Jews, it could be that the Jews who are not shemitei mitzvahs may be the majority their mind missed out. Me, the, the truth is even in Eretz Yisrael, there are times, even now, that the majority in many areas, the Knesset, which is a majority, is voting in things against Hashem and against Toda. So any vote that's taken against Hashem and against Toda is Kesher shal a majority of wicked people. And what makes a person could be shamer Torah mitzvahs. But if he's voting against what Hashem wants, then it's a Kesher to show him. Any majority that's against Hashem is nothing. Ki ein Hashem Bekirbo. Hashem is not in their midst. And now back to David Hamelach, and back to Khiskiohu. Both David. David was had, was not popular. The majority was against him. Khiskeyohu was not popular. The majority is against him. Vizesh <laughs> a David says. Bashem I cleave to Hashem. Boy I cleave, I stick to Hashem. Ki Hashem Bekirbi Hashem is with me. And even after the story of Basheva, Hashem continues to be with me. And of all my children, Hashem is has Dafka chosen who who is a son of Basheva, that Dafka he should build the base of Vizem this proves I didn't sin. Cain, and if so. How are you going to say, you guys all say, Nudi harchem these are words of Tehillim. Nudi what does it mean? Uh, just to translate some of the words at least. is a bird, is your mountain. Your mountain was pushed away. Nudi was moved away, harchem, your mountain by a, tzipar, by a bird. You have this massive mountain, Si a bird pushed away your mountain. What's the story that a bird pushed away the mountain? The story of Bathsheba. Bathsheba had been bathing. And there was a curtain around where she was bathing. And the Satan came and went in the image of Eidmay Satan Kitsiparta. The Satan was like a bird, it says in And the Satan caused the curtain to fall down. And David saw Bathsheba, and David had Basheva brought to him which everybody looked at it, this was a terrible sin. And the answer is that it's not a sin of Eishazish because Bathsheba had been divorced because before uh, Uriah HaChiti yeah. went to battle, he had given her a get. But the question is still asked. that It's, not, uh, it's still not a good thing. As you see that Nasana Novi comes in and complains. And every night when we say Shema, I'm about to say Shema in a couple of hours. Navi comes to David to rebuke him over the story of Bathsheba. How can you say he's right? Nevertheless, I stick to Hashem since David. If Hashem continues to be with me, Hashem wants me to continue my marriage with Basheva. If it was a sin of a shashish, it is halakhically prohibited for me to be with Basheva. And the fact that Hashem is with me, and Hashem instructs me to remain married to her, it is certain that it's not a sin. And again, when we say it's not a sin, we're not saying that David wasn't wrong. David was punished for this. He lost four children. But it's not the sin of Eshazish. And Hashem forgave David. As it says, Hashem forgave David, and Hashem wanted David to remain with Pasheva, As it says, V'Hashem imoi. Could it be the Shekhinah is with him if his whole marriage with Hashem is in sin? And now, The fact that Hashem is with him, it's a dover, God, and it's a big thing. Hashem is with him, and if Hashem is with him, it means he's right, regardless of what the majority says. And the same is with hiskiyo So the majority is against Dover HaMelech, and nevertheless, Hashem is with him. Every single good king is mentioned that he's, he was like David, he wasn't like David. Every in our davening, we say mogin David, we keep speaking about David. So Hashem remains with David, regardless of the story of Bathsheba, regardless of what the majority says. Ki the wicked. And the wicked is Shevna v'siate. Quite interesting. We keep referring to Shevna and his people as wicked. Why are Shevna and his people wicked? Their shame are total mitzvahs. They keep Shabbos, they keep kosher. Why are they wicked? They're wicked because they're going against the decision of Hashem through a Novi. Yidrichun they have this keshest. they shot an arrow to Sancherev saying they want to make peace against the instructions of the Novi Shayo. tiknu an arrow they have an arrow against Chizkiyoh. B'tayna, their claim is Sheheim and Abin. Their claim is that they are the majority. That's their claim. They say, we take a vote. The majority of Jews say that David is wrong and Chizkiyoh is wrong. As the Marsha says, Li reis oifel. Uh, ki ha The Marsha says, the say that, ki ha-shas says, Eilu rosha. It says, says if Hashem would not have destroyed the thoughts of this wicked person, the wicked Shevna who was going against Chizkiyoh and claimed Chizkiyoh had it all wrong, and he is protecting the Jewish people, if Hashem would not destroy the thoughts of Shevna, Tzadik Ma'pal, the Tzaddik refers to Hashem, Tzadik Hashem was the Tzadik of the world. What has he achieved? Because if we would go by the majority of wicked people, amazing. that on the idea of counting majority, an amazing concept, we have a vote on a certain union and Toyota gives an instruction. And the majority of a shul of a yeshiva, of a committee, I don't care what of Israel, it makes no difference. The majority of a group of Jews, whether they keep Toyota Mitzvah, they don't. If the majority of Jewish people vote against the word of Hashem, they are a Kesher to show and they don't count and that's why the majority against david doesn't count and the majority against doesn't count and they could be tamidi chachamim and they could be akayan godel and, and they could be all good things they after shevna even though shevna and his people were the majority as we spoke earlier the Gemara said that shevna has 130000 students and followers hiskiyo has 110000 since Hashem is not with uh, Shevno and his followers, because they are siding with, they're going against the Novi, they're siding with a person who is shooting against Hashem, who is publicly speaking against Hashem, their majority is keloi, they're absolutely nothing. The numbers are meaningless. Va'yim and they are less. When they're less, count the numbers, the numbers are more. Doesn't matter, they're less. which is shifl's, they become low, and <laughs> the king of blessed memory and his people, which are the 110,000 that side with <laughs> they are the majority. Why are they the majority? Because they go with Hashem. When the Torah says <laughs> it's only a majority who are following the words of Hashem, both following the words of Hashem, we go by majority. Abaye and Rava, both following Rashi Rabbeinu Tam, whatever. If they're both following the word of Hashem, we go by majority. But if one is going Hashem against Hashem, majorities become irrelevant. Esachizkiyol and his people, they are the majority, even though the numbers are less. of as the marshal wrote. V'nimca demisha Hu the main one is the one that Hashem is on his side. And therefore, David says, if you want to know if I sinned with Bathshev or not, the biggest proof is, teidu shaloi the best proof, I didn't sin. And again, when we say he didn't sin, we're not saying everything there was right, but it wasn't the sin of Ashish, and it wasn't the sin due to which they shouldn't be married, and they shouldn't continue a relationship together. Teidu, from here you will know, shaloi that I did not sin. All the accusations against David HaMelech and against Pisgiyo are false. Hashem Imi, how do I know? This is all from the Chidot. That Hashem is with me. Uba Hashem I cleave Hashem. The Ain hate Bo al yodi, and the sin did not come through me. Now comes the question: my marriage with Bathsheba. Bathsheba is mine. Hashem wants our marriage. The marriage with me and Bathsheba is a marriage Hashem wants. We asked Hashem, and Hashem clearly said. Through Noson and that yes, David and Bathsheba should remain married. The next king is Dafke, going to be the son of David and Basheva, Which actually, there's in the in the beginning of the Gittin, there's a whole thing that um, the Evyoson Hakayin was against Shlaima being king and supported Adoniyo because he felt that Shlaima was born through a story in David and Bathsheba. He should not be the king. What, if Yasser goes wrong, because Hashem said he should. If Yasser is using his logic against what Hashem wants, and if Hashem gives an instruction, and the words of all the enemies, it's just it has no truth. And it's nothing. OK, so that is the end of the issue of the, that the majority is on the side of even though Shevna has more numbers. Then we had in the Gemara, this is all quoting the Gemara Sanhedrin Daf Chavov, where, again, for the benefit of those who came late, that we're talking about that Sanhedrin uh, had come with an army and captured the whole Middle East, everything but Yerushalayim, and Shevna had major questions on Yeshayahu and Novi, and therefore Shevna decided, and he had a lot of followers, that we should make peace with Sanhedrin against the instructions of the Novi. And the Navi, and he's digging himself a grave amongst the kings of David. And the Navi Yishayahu meets him there and he tells him, What are you doing here? Digging a grave, Hashem is going to take you far away, and you'll be transported like a transporting of a man, which exile of a man is much worse than of a woman. Now, the simple meaning of this gemara is that a man finds going being chased out of this place harder than a woman, that's the simple meaning, however. The, we have the Ben Yehoyada, which is written by the Ben Yishchai. It's called Ben Yehoyada because he, all his Svarim are connected to Ben Ben Yehoyada, who's the builder, the uh, general, and Morayish Sanhedrin of Shlimi, who is the builder of the Beis Hamikdosh. Anyway, Niron Lee, the Ben Yehoyada says, and Ben Yehoyada is one of the famous Svarim and He says, Niron Li, the it seems to me. That when we say the tilting of a man is worse than the tilting of a woman, so literally, it means that if a man has to suddenly leave Australia and be sent to Timbuktu, it's harder than for a woman. Besides this, the tiltal here means the Gilgulim. If a person in this world does not achieve what he needs to achieve, then he must come whatever Gilgulim to come into re- reincarnation and come in again and come a third time until he achieves everything he has to achieve. So the Ben Yohayada writes that men, the Gilgulim of men, are worse than women. Why? He goes on because the Avedis, the sins of men, are worse. Even though a woman can also have Gilgulim, Gilguleho Muatin, her Gilgulim are less. First of all, she's exempt from Mitzvah Shazman Groma. So she has less Mitzvahs. She's also exempt from Bitul Torah. For a man, one of the most serious things is that he wastes time from learning Torah. The woman isn't expected to study Torah full-time. Also, the sin of Kedi and Zerah Lavatol, a seed in vain, is also much more of men. Women don't have this sin. The sin of Gezel, the Gneva, that women is the same as men. But men are more in business than women. There's more business men than business women. And people in business tend to steal more. And Hamas and Sheva Shekhar swearing false Hasogas Gvola, fair competition. So all these things, men who are in business, tend to do financial crimes much more than women. She's not as much in the market. So there's the woman who's in the corner of her house. She's not in business, so she doesn't do financial crimes. The man who's obligated in mitzvahs connected to time, who has the obligated to study Torah all the time, who's obligated not to have seed in vain, who's into finance and financial crimes are of the worst. According to the seriousness of the sin. So according to this, when we tell Shevna, that uh, the Ben-Yah is saying that when we tell Shevna, that that the exile of a man is worse than a woman, we are actually saying that by your supporting and going against Hashem and supporting and wanting to make peace with Sanchev, which is a terrible sin, To lead the Jewish people against the words of Hashem. This will have terrible Gilgulim and to Tiltula de Gavro, the Gilgulim of a man, Kosha Miditsar, much worse than a woman. So the Navi is coming to tell Shevna, don't think that you're only going to die once. You think, okay, I sinned, I blew it, I'm going to die. You think you're going to die once? Not going to die once. Hashem is going to transport you. You will have many different gilgulim for this sin. And you won't die once. You will die multiple times, tragic death, all because of leading the whole Jewish people against what Hashem wants. And then Rabbi Yossi says that Shevna got leprosy because of trying to lead the Jewish people against Chizkiyo and against Yeshayo Hanavi. To support some cherev. So when we say he had saras, so he says this saras is Mida keneged midah. Shevna is quite an interesting person. What does Shevna spend his day doing? Shevna was a Jew who spent day and night learning Torah. His punishment is midah keneged midah. Who, how you <inaudible> say Torah? involved in Torah. What does Shevna do? He studies Torah, he teaches Torah, he gives shiurim. <inaudible> As he's involved in Torah, Shevna is teaching Torah, and he is thinking. He's teaching Torah, and he's having bad thoughts. What can I do to hurt the king and his followers? There is a concept of. You're not allowed to plow with an ox and a donkey together which is not just that, but the it acts as a kosher animal. The donkey is a non-kosher animal. It says, The shod is tohid and the chamoid is tohid. And the same thing is, there are some people who are fully involved in sin. Some people are fully involved in mitzvahs. Shevna is an interesting person. Does he? Does he, he studies tohidah. He teaches tohidah. He does mitzvahs. He keeps mitzvahs behinder. And his plan is, how can I hurt Chizkiyo and all his followers? So he's mixed. He's Kiraim. He's Shoivah Hamir Yachta. He's mixed. Good and bad. He has very tremendous good and tremendous bad. Because Shoid is Tod and Hamir Tome. And therefore, if you take the Gematria of Shoid and Hamir together, Shoid is the Gematria Shin, Vav, Reish. Shin is 300, Reish is 200, and Vav is 6. So that is the word Shoid is. 506. The word Chameir, Ches, Mem, bav Reish. Reish is 200. Mem is 40, 240. And Ches and Mem 254. So if you take the gematria of Shoir and Chameir together, you will come up to 760, which is the same as saras. Also Tzorahs, Sadiq Reish, Ayin, Sof, also has gematria of 760. So therefore, the reason according to this Ben Yehoyada, why does Shevna get Saras? Because he has a mixture equal to the Shoyr of a very interesting mixture of good and bad. He spends his day learning and teaching Torah and doing mitzvahs, and together with that, he's making evil plans against Hashem, against Hiskiyo, against the Jews who keep mitzvahs. There's another medrash about Shevna supporting some keref, a medrash rabba. Bayikra rabba yudzayin hei. It says, Im ha-moshiach there's a whole section in Vayikra. If a Koyin Godel does a sin and a special that a Koyin Godel has to do. Now, do we ever find in the Torah a Koyin Godel who messed up badly? So the Madrash says, yes, in Jewish history, there was a Koyin Godel who messed up badly. And that was Zeshevla. Shevna. Shevna was a Koyin Godel. He was a top Jewish leader. And he blew it. The Ksiv it says <laughs> He was the Kain Gadol, and he messed up. And Rabbi Yehuda says he was a miracle. A miracle was Omar Khan. He was the manager of the Beis Hamikdash. According to Rabbi Lazer, who says he's the Kain Godol, it says Kutancha. According to Rabbi Yehuda, who says the miracle, it says about the replacement of Shevna Umem Shaltach at I'll give his, his rulership in your hand which means that Shevna was in charge of something. Now, literally, he's the manager of the base. I make this called Amarko or any manager, because Amarko, he says everything. And he learns why is he called Amarko? He was a very bitter person. On one hand, Shevna was teaching a lot of but he was very bitter because he was out to cause maximum damage to Chizkiyo and his followers. And Hebrechia says, that he went to became a kumas the Sarahitzris, the treasurer. He did ran the finance of the base Hamikdash. And that's what the navi complains and says, What are you doing here? Who do you have here? That you digging yourself a grave, Shavna dig a grave to try to join the kings of base David. And he calls him Goyla Bar Ben Goila, your person who goes to exile. You're exiled from Yerushalayim, and this you'll be exiled again from here, and you have no past and have no future. Have you ever built a wall here? Have you ever built a pillar there? Nothing here in this cemetery is yours. So then the pasuk in Yeshua says about shevna Morim Shif Kivrei, and he brings over here that from heaven it was decreed on him that Shevna should not be buried in Eretz Yisrael. He will you far away. He says like a chicken who was exiled and has slept from place to place, and that he got saras he got leprosy. And then we have compared to a Kadura a ball, just like the Kadur, the ball, we play ball, we throw balls back and forth. The idea is you try to catch the ball and it never reaches the hell, the ground. So also, Shevna was thrown around and kicked around when he was tied to the tails of the uh, horses. And he, and Shoma Thomas over there in exile, you will die, and there you will have the glory which you were looking for. According to Rabbi Lezer, that he was a gadol he was having personal financial benefit from the carbonates. Rabbi Yehuda says he was a miracle. He was having benefits from Hiknish, using the money of the Beis for his own purposes. Calling Beis HaDenecha says he was a gono He was not treating the Carbonis with proper respect. He was more into himself than the kedusha of the carbon. Rabbi Yehuda says he's a miracle. He was going against his two masters. He was fighting. Here he's a manager, and here he's fighting Yishayoh and Chizkiyot brings that what did they do? Shevna and Yo'ach, who was with him, that he was Yo'ach was his top, second-hand man who was with him in supporting Sanhedrin. They took an Igetis, they took a letter and they wrote it and they shot it with an arrow and they threw it through the window and they gave it to Sanhedrin. He says, Ma Kosu? What did they write in this letter to Sanhedrin? We and all the Jewish people, the Jewish people in Yerushalayim, want to make peace with you. There's just two troublemakers in Yerushalayim. All the problems that the Jewish people are coming. We got these two terrible people, Yishayahu Hanavi and Chizkiyahu HaMelech, who's the candidate for Moshiach. These are the two problems the Jewish people have, which that's what Shevna and Yoach claim. And this is what David says in Orch HaKadosh, that the Reshoim Yidrachun Keshus, and the Reshoim goes Shevna and Yoach. Again, Yoach is a second hand man. And they prepare with arrows going against the. They send arrows against the two straight people, which are Yeshayo and Chiskiyo. Now, another Gemara in Sanhedrin that speaks about the story of Shevna, it says, This is actually the Haftar of Acharon Shal Pesach. I know I have your side, Shal Pesach, and this is the first. Pasukah of the Haftoida that we read on Ahrin Shal Pesach that this day is the last day of the decree because the Kayanim in the days of Shaul HaMelech, in the days of King Shaul, when David was running away from Shaul and David ran to Achimalech the Ahimelech and Achimelech helped David with bread and left him upon him and a sword and because of this, Shaul got upset at the Kayanim and had an instruction to have the Kayanim killed out which in the end, they were killed out by Doyegor Adoyim. is the one who instigated, and he's the one who killed him. So this was a terrible aveda that 85 Kayanim were killed in Noiv. And there was a terrible punishment decreed against the Jewish people. And this day of Erev Pesach, which was the day that Sancherev arrived in Yerushalayim, this was the last day from the punishment of Naif. Omri Le'i Kaldoi, his magicians of Sancherev told him, he If you go right now, you will succeed in capturing Yerushalayim. If you get there, of Pesach is your last day. If you don't go today, you won't do it. Rashi explains that the Jews had the Aveda because they killed the Kainim of Nai. And Hashem fixed the number of years of the punishment to this day. And this is the last day from the punishment. And if Sancherob would have fought on that day, he would have conquered Yerushalayim. And the stargazers told him, this is the deadline. You got to get to Yerushalayim today. You got, this is the last day that we still have punishment on the Jews for the sin of noiv. Sanchev hears this, and he rushes. And A journey that should have taken him 10 days. He rushed his armies. He ran, they ran at record speed, 10 times the normal speed. They covered it in one day. And that's, it says, 10 journeys he did that day. They came to Yerushalayim, he set up Bistriki, which is a very high thing. Till he was very high and he saw the whole Yerushalayim. He sees Yerushalayim. He says, This is Yerushalayim that I've gathered my whole army. This is a joke. This is smaller than any city I ever captured with my strong hand. And he made indications with his hand against the Yerushalayim, against the mountain of Basamikdash. So the officer said, Let's strike it right now and finish the war. So he says, No, we're tired. And he says, Tomorrow everybody should bring, we have so many soldiers. If everybody brings one handful, of a rock or stone or earth from the wall, the wall will be gone. Anyway, everybody should bring a peace. Miyad who on that night a Malach Hashem came out and killed in the camp of Asher, 185,000 officers. And they woke up in the morning, they were all dead. And that's what the Papa says. bus dina, bos, dina. If You, Because the din remained overnight, you didn't capture them. If you would have worked on it that night, you would have captured them. Now there's a Ben Yehoi that says, <laughs> He says, I have worries in my heart because until when the enemy will overpower me. David is very worried about this one day. There's one day that I know is going to come. And if he fights the Jews that day, they'll be, it, he's, he's gonna win. And if not, the Jews will be saved. And that's why it says Ad Honor is number 59. Ad honor is honor, the word honor. Uh, Aleph Nun is fifty uh, is 59. honor is not fifty. Is counting. The honor is actually 56 with the letters three, letters 59 equal to the number of No, which is 58. Im-ha-kail-a". Anyway. Because of this sin, Sancherev is going to overpower me. And if we get through this day, we'll be saved. And that's what Dover says in Ira, There's this day I'm afraid of. I trust you, Hashem, you'll help me. It means to say this, this is one day, this head of of day, which is left from the sin of Noiv. I'm afraid, but I trust you, Hashem, that you'll get through this day. The Reif asks a question on this. What is the connection of Noiv to the base Hamikdash and Yerushalayim? Why are we going to lose this battle of Yerushalayim because the Kainim were killed in knife. This is hundreds of years ago. Sholm who killed him, he's been killed. And even David who caused it, he got his punishment. So what do you want from the Jews hundreds of years later? So he says the Mekatrei is that how could you make such a great miracle in Eretz Yisrael? It was in Eretz Yisrael that the Kainim and knife were killed. And you want a Malach to go and make such a miracle and kill 185,000 officers of Samchanim in one night? If Hashem wants to save Chizkiyot, he should get Han-Hedv to go back and find some other ways to do it, like the story of the Yamsuf, where there was a complaint, how can you save the hidden by the Yamsuf when the Jews are serving Avedazar just like the Egyptian? And you're going to make such a miracle? So here, save Chizkiyot, but make a miracle elsewhere. Don't do it in Eretz Yisrael, where the Jews have sinned. And yet, someone got through the day, and then the Malach uh, kills. The Malach Hamekatrei, is erased, and it becomes bottle. And therefore, they were saved with an amazing miracle. Now, in order to remove, what removed this Bekaterik? So there needed to be a big fright, and the atonement was the fright that the Jewish people feared, similar to the before the Purim story, that there was a tremendous fright, the fright of Sanhedrin for so many days. And this was the last day of the fright of, to atone for the land of Eretz Yisrael, where the blood of 2085 Kainim had been shed. And through this, it will remove this Bekaterik, and that was the last day left. And this was ba- but and then the king the malach killed in Asher and, and that's why the Huna says that's the last day of the Einachel because the Mashkes which is called Moin is also called Ovin, which is Einachel Neiv. Okay, just to end on a more positive note, we have over here LeMarbe HaMishra. By the way, this word LeMarbe, uh, which some have this word in the Haftayt of Parshas Yisrael not in the minik but in the minigashkenas Ashkenaz. marba mishra the word marba has actually a final mem in the middle of a word marba mishra shim case which this passage means who does hashem going to call marba mishra shim al kadish baruch hashem call, gives haskiah the mandate to extend the rulership of hashem and it's and uh, there's actually let me just look in right away the gemara is on head of marba mishra shim case he says, "How come every mem in the middle of a word is always closed, and this mem is open?" Hashem wanted to make Chizkiyos Mashiach, so the Midas Hadin comes and complains before Hashem and says, "David, said and you didn't make him Mashiach. Chizkiyos had all these miracles, and he didn't say shida You're going to make him Mashiach." So immediately the world, the earth, opens and says, "I will say Shira instead." And that's what we say: Tzvi Latzadik. Actually, just on a note to end. There is a Svasemes on this message that says that why Hashem didn't make Chizkiyot Mashiach, because he didn't say Shira. So the Swasemus asks why didn't he say Shira, and he brings because by Hiskiyo, the fact he never, it was no big deal for him, this miracle that Hashem will do this. Obviously, he knew Hashem was going to save the Jewish people. So then the question is why Moshe Rabbeinu did say Shira. Moshe Rabbeinu also knew that Hashem was going to save the Jewish people. So he brings that he, Moshe Rabbeinu said Shira by Kriyas Siyamsev. He didn't need it because he knew it. But the Jewish people needed encouragement, so the question is by Sanher, by Chizkiyo Also, he should have said Shirah on behalf of the Jewish people. So, the Sfas brings that before Meisher Abenu said Shirah, it says, The Jewish people believed in Hashem and in When the Jewish people had full faith in Hashem and in Moshe, then Meisher said Shirah. Here, the Jewish people did not have the faith in Chizkio. Chizkio, for himself, didn't need to say the Shirah because. It was no big deal The miracle team. The other Jewish people didn't really connect to Chizkiyot. Most of them supported Shevna. So that's why the Svassimus brings that default that Chizkiyot didn't become Moshiach. Chizkiyot was the greatest of tzaddikim and motivated Jewish people. But the other Jewish people didn't put trust in Chizkiyot. The other Jewish people did not trust Chizkiyot. And that's why Chizkiyot did not say Shira. And that's why he didn't merit to become Moshiach. So the message of this is especially a message before of you know, that we should have trust in our tzaddikim, and we will help bring Moshiach And we're coming to Chayyidish Nissan. I see we will be redeemed in Nissan. Hopefully, straight away. And uh, just to.